Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with your favorite author, where we have a special release edition today. We have the third book in the Legion of Dork anthology, misspelled Magic on a Ride. And instead of one author, we have a bunch of them on here so that you can ask your questions and learn what it is to write short stories. We have entertaining things going on and lots of fun stuff so much, I don't even know what to say. So please sit back, enjoy, and dive in Magic on a Ride. Awesome! Yay! Yay! Hey, Zapho, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. How That's are you awesome. doing? Awesome! This is our third book in this uh, anthology series. How cool is that? It's pretty awesome. Did did you think we were going to get to three when uh, when you mistakenly suggested that we do this? And I accidentally said, what? <laughs> um, Legion of Dorks, you earn money for Toys or Tots? You know, I happen to know a publisher yep, who could yep, probably yep. put together an anthology. Sure. It'll be no work whatsoever. Super easy. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll earn money for the kids, which is what this is about. For the children. Absolutely. That's right. So, so it I is super awesome. This... Sorry? Sorry? It is super Sorry. awesome. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And it earns yes. money for the children. So we love it. Yeah, 50% of all profits go to Toys for Tots for the um, Two Dorks um, charity stream that they do. And this year it is going to be on December 10th. And you can attend at it's twitch.tv slash Two Dorks TV. It's the number two, Two Dorks TV. So if you go to that on December 10th, we'll be playing games all day and it is so much fun. And uh, they give, they have giveaways. Like I won a, a piece of art last year. I'm so excited. And so there's all kinds of things you can win. And 50% of all of the profits for all of the anthologies go to that charity. And the cool thing about it is you just click a button and it goes right to Toys for Tots. You know, sometimes you give money to people. You're like, I don't know, where's that money going? It goes straight to them. So it's really cool. And I will tell you, once the production is paid off for the book, which we're getting there for Laundered, which was the first one. So when the production is paid off, then 100% of the profits will go to Toys for Tots. So you get to read all these amazing short stories and you get to help the children. It was much. What's better than that? Wait, I know. I know. And I'll tell you, this is the best collection we've had so far because we had almost 300 submissions for this anthology. We did. We had almost 300 submissions for this uh, anthology and we had to go through all of them. Ah, yeah, we, we read them. So remember, these authors that are popping up, this is cream of the crop here. And you will see it as you read this anthology. It's incredible. But um, Zafo, why don't you tell everyone what Misspelled is about? Sure, absolutely. Let's do that. So Misspelled is the, as we said, the third anthology in the Legion of Dorks Presents series. These books are put together with love and a generous heart as a way to give back to the children, uh, as we all love the children. Uh, so 50% of the proceeds go to charity up to when the book is paid for, and then all the proceeds go to charity. Uh, for Magic on Awry, you'll experience a magical ER where the curses abound. Uh, an ancient fairy godmother whose hearing isn't what it used to be. A little girl who summons the monster under her bed on purpose. An apprentice magician who discovers all magic is not illusion. 
and so much more. Pick up your copy today and join the adventure while supporting children in need. Excellent. And it is live today. You can get either the ebook copy or the paperback. So whichever you prefer and order it now if you want it on time for Christmas. And I yes. will tell you, this is the first one we've had where these stories are safe for children. So you are good to go. So excellent. Well, I think we are about ready for our first guests. What do you think, Zafo? Do you want to bring some guests on? Somebody who actually did some work on this anthology? I know. Look, there were so many good stories. I didn't even have to write one this time. It was awesome. That is pretty awesome. I know. I know. I'm telling you, it was incredible. So let's get on Maddie Davidson. Why, hello, Diane and Mary. How are you this evening? I'm feeling good. How about you, Marianne? Uh, kind of comatose. One of those work days. But there's always scotch. <laughs> yeah, somebody asked me, why do you do these on Tuesday nights? I'm like, that's when publishing releases books. I'm just following the rules. So, awesome. Well, so glad y'all could make it Stand tonight. We, we, we appear to be having a minor audio issue. So let me uh, let me fix that. Apparently, I didn't correct one of the scenes with the correct audio for some reason. All right, you should be good now. Yay! All right, well, welcome, welcome, Marianne and Diane. How are you this evening? I'm doing pretty well. How about you, Marianne? Uh, better after a little tot of scotch. Uh, <laughs> good answer. I only have water in here. I swear, honest. Um, so you two write under the name Maddie Davidson. How did you choose that name to write together? Well, um, we've always called Marianne Mad because her initials spelled Marianne Davidson. Oh, and my and, <laughs> and we didn't want to put. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. That's that's <laughs> the real reason. I love it. She lives down to it. Uh, so when we decided to uh, to write together, instead of putting Diane Davidson and Marianne Davidson, which wouldn't have left any room for the title, we decided to go with Mad and Die. So Maddie or Mad Eye Davidson. I love it. Well, it was very no, clever. The Mad part is first. Yes. <laughs> yes, but it, quite frankly, I think Mad could apply to both of you because uh, you write. Uh, yes, true. You know, there's a little bit of craziness involved. More than a little. <laughs> well, let's talk about your craziness. story. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's talk about your story, because it was one of the first I fell in love with. So it is, um, it's called, I'm going to try, ready? Uh, Safrone Snafua? Close enough. And pretty good. It's Latin, right? So we're trying our best. Yes. Luckily, all the readers, you only have to read it. You don't have to say it out loud like I had to. And it is an old godmother with hearing issues, attempts to find her goddaughter, Love. How did you come up with this concept? Um, who know? I don't know that any writer knows how they come up with ideas. It just kind of emerged over time. I think, at least in my mind, I was thinking a little bit when you talked about Magic Gone Awry of the old uh, Bewitch show. And oh, yeah. the, the Aunt Clara, who yeah. never quite could get it right. Right. And so I think we've sort of patterned the, the main character after that. She's a little old, as you say, hard of hearing. Mm -hmm. Eyesight's not so good. Wand isn't in great shape. She's out of practice, but she's determined. 
Yeah, she. It, it was. It was a very clever story for her to be an actual godmother and her goddaughter not believe her. Because who would in the modern time? So I, I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. I'm glad um, it was fun to write it. Yeah, I can't imagine though why she wouldn't want the baby dragon. I don't understand. Like the godmother conjures a baby dragon, and the protagonist is like, "What am I going to do with a dragon? I would be like everything." Yes. And less hassle than dating, quite honestly. The dragon is probably much more trainable. <laughs> I mean, a good fire extinguisher, you're good to go, right? Exactly. Uh, it'd be a self-defense weapon. Right. Hey, get away, masher. Right. <laughs> Carry it on your shoulder. They think it's a doll until they say something rude, and then suddenly they're on fire. This could totally work for me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I okay, it. so I have to put in a plug for my sister. One of, one of the books we wrote together... She created this character who had a bad comb over, overweight, made him a crime suspect, and gave him the name of an ex-boyfriend of mine. What a great sister. That's, that's the way. That's how we writers get revenge. Yes. Yes. That That's the way it works. It's, it's, it's the way it has to be. It's better because it's better to write it than actually go through with it. Right? Exactly. Which I thought of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah, the uh, the chat says that they love Bewitched too, so they're totally going to love this story. But I'll cool. say it's very charming. Like, the stories in this, some are lighter, some are darker. This one's very light and clever and a lot of fun. So you did you did really well, so thank you. And I'm wondering, what else do you write? Uh, well, we, uh, we started out writing uh, novels, mm-hmm. funny, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we moved to short stories and... Um, we write mostly mysteries, but uh, we've branched out lately into noir, and we've done historical mystery and a little science fiction. So uh, whatever comes to mind, we like doing anthologies. Uh, yours was a very interesting call for submissions, and you just, it just we just thought, you know, we have to find something to write for this one. So we'll write a lot of different things. We, we write mostly sort of PG, not... not uh, not any R-rated stuff yet. So. Yet. That's right. Yet. But, um, well, you just write what the muse tells you sometimes, yes? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I, I really like this one. I'm wondering if there's going to be a part two. Uh, I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe we'll she gets a hearing aid. Oh, no, that wouldn't be any fun. No, it's way <laughs> more fun if she can't hear the spells correctly, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. way more fun. I love it. I have to say, there's a surprising moment where the grand, or the uh, goddaughter goes into the kitchen, and it's like a modern, beautiful, clean kitchen. And yes. it was it was so smart to have that different. There's not a big cauldron. There's not a big... And the godmother's like, what did you expect? Um, I do want to know, though, um, how old is the godmother? Uh, how old does the reader want her to be? Oh, she's clever. had work done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's What's the use of having magic if you can't use it on yourself, right? I mean, that's exactly. Yeah, well, you know, she's an Orange County godmother, so you know her lips are out to here. A little too much collagen, you know how that goes. <laughs> that's great. I'm totally seeing a different image now. Hold on, now I got to reread it because I'm seeing something different now. <laughs> Um, that's great. Well, uh, the audience is going to love your work. I can't wait, wait until they read the story, but when they want to see other stuff by you, because they will, where can they find you and your work? Uh, well, we have a website, maddiedavidson.com, and that tells you a little bit about us. 
and also lists our short stories and, and uh, novels. And you can, it tells you where you can find them. So Excellent. very easy. So maddiedavidson.com and it's M-A-D-D-I. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much, ladies. And I hope to read some more stuff from you in the future. Well, thank you for including our story. And we really enjoyed dealing with you and, and hope to again. Absolutely. We'll see you next time. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right. Going to get our next guest on. We have Sean McKay coming. Yay, Sean. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. Oop. Do we have an echo or is that just me? I don't hear Sometimes one. Sometimes it's just me. Who knows? Um, so your amazing story, Hidden Magic, a soldier with powers from a military experiment must learn to exist in the regular world. Uh, we had a lot of fun. And this one, this is like your first venture into fiction, isn't it? Oh, it's my first venture into writing, period. Yeah. So including this, I've written one thing. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's, something I've always, it's something I've always wanted to do. I've started several things and I've never finished them. So this was my way of going, I'm going to actually finish something. That's Whether wonderful. it's good or not, I'm going to finish it. So <laughs> that's what I did. I, I finished something. I did a thing. You did. You did. You did. You did. Yeah, that, yeah. That's half the battle, right? You got to finish right, the thing. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so this one, and you are a part of the Legion of Dorks community. So that's how we met each other. Yes? Yes. That's right. Excellent. That's right. So if you could say what's the coolest thing about the Legion of Dorks, what would you say? Um, just having support of people that have the same mindset that we all do. And I mean, I just said, you know, I did a thing and that's kind of the theme over there. It's just, just do the thing, right? <laughs> um, that group is so supportive of trying new things and like, just do it, man. Just, I don't care if you've done it or not, just do it. And so... <laughs> That was what you and Steven and, 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 and everybody over there are the ones that kept me going when I'm like, eh, I just don't know that I'm can cut out to do this. So so I thank the, the Legion of Dorks for me getting this done. Yeah, well, it's great. So I'm glad you listened to us. So we uh, Steven says that your check is in the mail, just so you know. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, Og says the coolest thing about LOD is sub. Although, don't tell him I said that. Oh, too late, Og. You should have put that first. I read it out loud. Yeah, yeah see, now he's going to get a big head, right? I know. Look at that. Man, there'll be no yeah. living with him now. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so your story with the soldier with powers, um, how did you come up with that idea? Um, You know, it, the work that I do, I work with military. And so I kind of just have that mindset. And when I, th when I think about creative stories, I think about that kind of uh genre um and i've always been fascinated with historical fiction mm -hmm. you know so taking something that really happened in history with that with the mk ultra project with the cia back in the 60s where they actually did lsd fueled experiments on people without them knowing to try to study telepathy and all of those kind of things i'm like what would happen if that actually unlocked some powers in somebody, but they knew it, what it was going to be used for by the government. And so they decided to just live in hiding the rest of their lives, but wanted to use their powers, but in a way that they wouldn't get caught. So I just took that idea and just started running with it. 
I love it. And one of the coping mechanisms, because um, no spoiler, but he can, your character can read people's minds. So one of his coping mechanisms is listening to jazz music. I love that element. Like it's specifically jazz. Why did you choose that? Um, I like jazz. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) well, there you go. (laughs) I'm sitting there and I was thinking about, you know, what kind of music could be, you know, the 60s, you think about 60s music. That's not something that's really going to be conducive to mindfulness or relaxation or something like that and some just good cool jazz with a saxophone or or you know duke ellington some things like that and i'm a i'm a big music fan so i said hey this is a way for me to bring in some music that i love and you know the storyline was basically he couldn't shut the the voices off in his head he kept hearing everyone until he hurt listened to some jazz and that quieted the voices enough for him to survive and, and function in the world that's pretty cool. I like that because it's it's almost like it's not that he can hear it with his ears, but yet that jazz just resonates right in his brain. So I, I it was it was very clever. It, yeah, it was fun to read that. And plus, I know very little about jazz, so you could tell by reading it that you did. So right. that that was nice. It was nice. Yeah. So do you have a favorite jazz musician? Uh, no, I just I just like jazz. I mean, and I tend to lean being a, a trumpet player. I tend to lean towards. Jazz trumpet, jazz horn, that kind of stuff. Love, you know, uh, some Wynton Marsalis is good. Um, Dizzy Gillespie's good. There's a, there's a lot of ones out there I could go on, but but yeah. I say, so. Zafo's screaming Kermit right now, I promise you. That's his favorite <laughs> trumpet player. <laughs> yeah, we watched when the last storm that came in to New Orleans. I will not remember the name, but the last one that came in and Kermit actually came out to the street and played his trumpet on the street. Wow. And the news wow. guy was talking. We were like, get out of the way. We're trying to listen to Kermit move. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, probably the the best concert that I ever went to was a, a, a cool jazz festival my sister took me for graduation. And, and it was Coco Taylor, B.B. King, Joe Cocker, Dr. John, and Stevie Ray Vaughan two weeks before he got killed in the helicopter accident. Holy moly. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that was like heaven for about five hours. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Sorry, I'm laughing because for the record, I said, holy moly, at the same time that Steven typed it, just for the record. <laughs> See, Legion of Dorks, man. We were together. Yeah, Jen says that Stevie Ray was one of uh, one of her favorites growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can't jinx me, Steven. I have to talk for like two hours. So, um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. The yeah. You have a, um, a love interest in here. Yes, that I do. he's kind of interested in. He can't tell if she notices. And so you mm-hmm. have all of these different elements that build upon each uh, each other. And there's a mm-hmm. lot more that could happen. I'm wondering, do you see any future for this story? Like, do you want to write anything more about this? I I like that because I had a lot of people that have, that read the manuscript go, you know, this almost look, feels like some world building. And mm-hmm. I like that idea of it being some world building with, with these two kind of being at the center of it. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't drafted up any plot ideas for another story, but it's definitely something that I want to pursue because as I was writing, I kind of felt the same way. I'm like, this could be the start of a series of little short stories, um, and maybe build it into something bigger. Um, assuming I have the attention span to stick to it long enough to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, I really liked that aspect of it. So I'm looking forward to try to expand it a little bit more. 
It's nice. And I have to say, like you cut, you cut like right at the the deadline, like the word count. It was like, it has to be this long. And you were like, right there. I have a feeling <laughs> you went through and deleted a couple of that's just to, just to cut oh, that in there. Yeah. My, uh, when, when I, uh, when I was writing my, my dissertation, you know, in grad school, my, my uh, advisor always told me I was, uh, without using his colorful language, I was too wordy. Um, so I remember him cutting entire pages out of my dissertation. And so, yeah, that's always been a problem with me. <laughs> I will say it's a problem with a lot of us. So don't feel left out. It's definitely, it's, and, and there's a different skill to short story, right? So if you write more, right. which I hope you do, um, right. you'll, you'll, you'll discover that as well. Yeah. Right. Awesome. So right now you stream, don't you? I do. I do. You I do. do a, yeah, I do a, a like a, a nerd nerd culture uh, stream with my was a podcast but we do it as a live stream with my son who lives in ohio um we're the only nerds in the family and so we always talk nerdy stuff and now that he's moved away uh, we still do it via stream and so we will get together and we will watch and review random movies we literally roll dice to pick a movie to watch and oh, we'll awesome. We've seen things like zombie christmas musicals and um three hour three and a half hour bollywood movies so anyway, we've seen a lot of different kinds of things, and we just talk about that stuff. Um, his entire life has always been, hey, Dad, what about – he's always coming with all these questions. And so that's part of it too. We have a, a, a weekly uh, random geek question that we debate, and then we just talk whatever comes to our heads. So we chase a lot of chickens because we're both ADHD. That's why we have a chicken for a mascot. So I love uh, it, and yeah. I feel your pain. So, so yeah, so, so we do that. That's and what's the that channel? Uh, it's a uh, uh, Gene Pool Variety Hour. On so it's Twitch. twitch.tv slash Gene Pool Variety Hour. Yep. There you go. And Gene as in G E N E. They are related. That's them. right. Gene Pool Variety Hour. We 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 stream on Friday nights. We're uh, going to be switching to Monday nights, although that's kind of up in the air when that's going to happen. So right now we're Friday nights at eight o'clock. Sounds great. Eight o'clock Eastern. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yep. So hopefully people love your story. Want to see more? They can catch you there. Well, thank That's you, right. Sean. We'll see you next time. You. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. We're on to our next guest. Next guest coming over is Gregory D. Little. Hey, Greg. Hey, Kelly. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. You've been on the show before. That's right. I guess it's been a while, but yes. That's right. You're going to be famous. Oh, let's <laughs> hope. <laughs> hey, that's the plan, man. Yeah. Famous is the plan. That helps both of us now. Yes, that's right. right. So your story in here is Last Rite of the God Heist. And it's part of your world that you already have a series out from, right? Yes, Unwilling Souls. Um, yeah. I Usually I, I, my, my novels come out of short stories. This time it was the opposite. Uh, <laughs> well, it's had, great because it's a part in the novel itself that you don't actually see exactly. Yeah, I thought it would be interesting to explore um, the perspective of one of the officers of the Polistrat, which are the the police force in my uh, in my world, and they're generally the bad guys um, in my uh, series. And so it would be interesting to explore a particular event in the second book that uh, takes place from the perspective of one of them and who's not maybe so keen on being there in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very reluctant to be doing what she's doing. I like it. See, I have it that a religious apprentice must prove her worth to her God while fighting for her life among the other apprentices. Yeah, that's a good, 
It's a good summary. See, so this I, is why you're the you're the editor. <laughs> do you know how long it takes to come up with these sentences? It's yes, like, I do because you're I like, yes, I do. <laughs> That's right. Good point. <laughs> you're like, yes, I'm very experienced with this. Um, so quite frankly, you're in that whole Unwilling Souls could be magic on a ride, the whole series. Yeah, pretty much. That's It's basically a whole world of uh, magic that's fueled by harvested human souls and where the gods that uh, tried to kill all the humans and then were locked away in the center of the planet, which comes into factor in this story and uh so it's a it's a whole a whole world messed up by magic yeah it's it's pretty clever i like the way how you have like the gods so they're actually they're real in this book so that's always fun and then they're trapped so they were trapped because you know they were being jerks right but they very, very they very badly want to get out and they're uh corrupting as many people as they can to try and make that happen so so I like it. And then you have all these people that are like, yes, we must have our gods back. And so in this story, that's a group of them that right. are being featured, except this apprentice is a little different. Yes. Yes. So you... go ahead. Oh, I was going to. No, you go. <laughs> oh, you have more to say than I do. Yeah. Oh. So, you, so you have this religious apprentice, but and she is an apprentice and she is part of the, the polystrat and she is following what she's supposed to. But she's really just going through the motions. Right. She uh, she basically has been kind of tricked into going on this expedition and for nefarious reasons that she discovers along the way and then has to figure out a way to first try and get herself out and then just try and survive, basically, as things kind of go to hell around her. So. Yeah, it's very nice. And I'll say anyone who's interested in reading Greg's um, series, The Unwilling Souls one, this is a great way to start. So if you just want a little taste to see if I don't know if that's up my alley or not, um, first of all, it will be. It's awesome. Yeah, Kevin <laughs> Kevin uh, Petway says he's on your second book now and adores it. I'm like, me too. I'm waiting for that fourth one. It's soon. <laughs> Yay, so excited. So, um, yeah, there's three books out now. So the fourth one is coming out. Do you have a date yet? No, I don't want to say a date until I'm sure. Just in case. So, no, smart. Yeah. Smart. Um, don't but, disappoint but, me. But soon. I have your info. I'll find you. That's right. Yeah, you know where to, how to find me. Uh, but um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun to write. Um, it's um, it's it's a series that I feel like I could probably go on writing forever. But we are stopping at four books because I I like I like a series that gets in, says what it has to say, and then gets out. Me too. And, I have to say, it's nice. And I did write this story specifically to be standalone, so that you don't have to know everything that's going on to uh, to understand what's good to understand what's happening in the story you don't have to know the wider story of the books it will if you do know it it will enhance your enjoyment right. of the story so what you do is you get this book then get all my books and then go back and reread this one the second time and you'll be like oh see all this stuff that i didn't pick up on the first time mm -hmm. exactly you, you'll miss it, what like the easter eggs right like you'll miss the easter eggs but you won't miss the story the story will yeah. make perfect sense yeah, there, there's a character that appears in this one that also appears in the second book. And this gives a sort of different look at this character that you didn't get in the book. Uh, look from a different perspective. Yep. And I mean, that's kind of the trick to the short stories, right? That's why you've got it. It, it needs to be standalone because you right. can't guarantee what people have read and what they haven't. And it needs to be like one character in one moment in their life. And that's exactly what this is. And of course, we want an interesting moment. I mean, you could write about me going to the grocery store, but that's not really interesting. <laughs> and even if they're out of milk, still not that interesting. 
So, but so doing that kind of, it's, it's just brilliant. You're really good at it. And Jessica says too, like, this is the third anthology she's been in with you. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, it's the second time I've managed to get an unwilling soul. I have a couple, few unwilling soul stories floating around out there. Um, and this is, uh, they, they, it's it, like I said, it's an easy world to peel off little bits to write into a short story in because there's just so much going on and so much potential for cool things to be happening. So. Oh yeah. Well, you could always like do another like branch using the same world and just telling someone else's story later. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I will never say never to that, but, uh, this, the, the fourth book will finish off this, this series and, uh, and you know, we'll see what happens from there. Perfect. Well, rumor has it, you have another series coming out with some other publisher. I do. It's, I think they're called cursed dragon ship something like that what a great name yes i do love that name i think it's a great name (laughs) (laughs) well that's fantastic so you're going to write any short stories in that uh well actually there's already one written believe it or not uh there's in fact this the book that will be coming out from you guys in a few months uh was began life as well the short story is a, is a prequel, but I wrote the short story and then thought, this is fun. I want to keep going with this and then wrote a book set later, but um, but going into it. Now, the, the only the only risk is, is that if you read the short story, you might be able to intuit some of the stuff that would spoil the bit, the book. Because no, uh, that's <laughs> But it hasn't been published, so it's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, what we could always do is do it in between book one and book two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would work. But that's awesome. Yeah, and for those not in the know, which I guess it's just you and me, um, the book is called The Last Humans. Yes. And so it's it'll s- be really science, exciting. It's science fiction with a little horror, a little political intrigue, uh, mm-hmm. a little dystopia, a uh, little bit of everything. It's yep. so difficult to categorize. <laughs> it is is it guess whose job that is oh wait i'm so happy it's not my job (laughs) (laughs) you and i get to write that back cover copy together though i'm I'm not tormented on my own sorry (laughs) but yeah but that's really fun and that releases in april so that'll be very exciting i'm very excited that book was a blast to write uh and even even reworking it um uh was a lot of fun uh just sort of getting a chance to retell the same story using better words now that I'm a better writer. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you, you and uh, Kevin Petway can get together and complain about your editor. That's right. Maybe for all, you know, we're already doing it. I mean, that's, oh, that's true. You totally <laughs> could be. That's right. The yeah. beauty of the internet. <laughs> could happen anytime, anytime. I mean, it's not like we didn't all know each other before, right? That's right. Uh-huh. So tell me, Greg, where can fans find you and your work? Um, I have a website, gregorydlittle.com, um, which I keep semi-up-to-date. <laughs> uh, I'll need to add this onto there because it's not on there yet. Uh, <laughs> it is on my Amazon author page, though. I added it uh, on there. So, um, And nice. you can find all my stuff on Amazon or various other ebook uh, repositories. In fact, if you are interested, if you pick up this book, and this is the first book you should pick up, uh, Misspelled, today. But if you want to go further than that, my box set of the first three books is on sale for a ridiculously cheap price. So uh, it's something you might want to look at. But, get it if you want it, trust me. But get Misspelled first because mm-hmm. it does. Well, that one's it, for the children. It's for the children, yeah. The, the others are just for me. So. That's right. <laughs> 
I don't know. Are you feeding children? I mean, that could kind of go the same way. Just one fur baby. Uh. Well, you know, they need to eat too. <laughs> yeah, he eats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you, Greg. I hope we get a story from you next year. Oh, uh, you will. I already know what I will submit. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll see you next time. Yep, thank you. All right. I have to wait for the Merlin sound. Hey, Jen, how are you? Great. How are you, Kelly? I'm so happy to be back here with you. Yes, I'm so glad to see you. And we're like on the same continent this time. I know. It's not like three o'clock in the morning. This is awesome. <laughs> That's dedication, getting up at three o'clock in the morning to come on Twitch with me. Hey, but it's totally worth it to be here with you. So, oh, you're so sweet. Steven, can you send another check out? Send it to Jen. I have her address. I'll send it to you. Um, so, Jen. I got paid already. I did okay. PayPal. No, no, no. I mean, for like saying compliments to me. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, don't forget. You look so beautiful today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now, there's a limit to the checks, though. We got it. Okay. 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 <laughs> Plus, you're the one that, you know, blew dry your hair and made it all pretty. Oh, I just brushed it. First oh, see, me too. Year. Okay, COVID. I don't feel so bad. Okay, all right, all right. We're same, same, same. Right. Um, awesome. So your story in this one is A Night to Remember. A younger sister struggles with self-image while her older sister has to watch her go from one beauty regimen to another with unexpected consequences. Yeah. So this was very clever because your magic on awry is subtle. It and is. I you know, really I think like it was it. too subtle to start with. And you kind of mentioned to me, like, there's not a really strong magic element. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. You probably shouldn't have accepted this. But yeah, we 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 went ahead and reworked that. Yes. And it's fantastic. But it's still subtle. I like the subtle. We don't, we don't want all the magic in our face all the time, right? We want different right. levels of right. stories. That's the magic anthologies, right? Right. Yep. So, I mean, the beautiful thing about it is anthologies. I'm assuming everyone's going to read all of them because why would they not? But let's face it, people have different tastes. So as yeah. you read through them, you might be like, uh, I don't really like this story. I'm going to move on to this one. And so we just like to have a different variety in there. And yours was gorgeous. I loved it. Awesome. Thank you. I think it turned out well. I was really happy with it after the edits. So you did your job really well. <laughs> yes, it's my job to yell at people and make things better. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, that's my, that's my job as a mom. Hold on. Um, as an editor. <laughs> right, right. It's, it's interesting to be on the receiving end of the mom side of the things because I've got four kids. So like, I'm totally into the mom thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And we said same continent. So you just came back from Germany, right? Yes, that's correct. Yep. So was there any kind of like culture shock after being there for a little while? Yes. And they're all like really tiny, weird little things too. Like there's no roundabouts and you can see the stoplights when you stop underneath them. Cause in Germany, they're kind of off to the side or on top of your car where you can't see them. So you're craning your neck. It's weird. Huh? That's interesting. I don't remember that. I guess yeah. when I went to Germany, I wasn't driving. So I didn't remember that at all. Oh yes. Then you probably won't remember that there's nowhere to park there. They don't have parking lots. You park on the side of the street and if there's no parking, then, oh, well, I guess you're just driving for a while. No, the only thing I remember is going down two-way streets with cars parked on either side, and that was not big enough for a two-way street. <laughs> right. Or the cobblestone so that you look like you're in a back alley or someone's driveway or decorative something. It's really beautiful there, but it's confusing sometimes when you drive. Yeah. And scary. So I'm glad I didn't drive. So good for you for being brave. I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. It, was so, a, it was a change. Yeah. Quite a change. Yeah, and then so you're in Texas now, so you have to do the feeder roads. Have you seen right, those before? I think before? I'm only a few hours from you. Yes, isn't that fun? I'm telling you, we got to meet up, man. we got to meet up. Right. We'll right. have lunch. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, the feeder roads, I don't know if people know, like in Texas on either side of our highways, we have these feeder oh, yeah. roads. Yeah. yeah. Was that new to you or had you seen that yes. before? Just, yeah, just here. I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with like frontage roads, but here the mm-hmm. frontage roads are like the major roads and they're the only way to get on and off of the interstate. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just really weird here. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I tried to tell my husband, like where I'm from, you know, up North, right outside of Chicago, that every, the interstates actually connect places. It's not like okay. all, all the businesses aren't there, yeah, right? You have to yeah. get off the freeway to go to the businesses, right? We're here. It's just, they're right. all along, just lined up. It's a very different, different thing. Right. Right. Yep. Oh, I get used to it though. <laughs> so um, you had a story in the last anthology too, in Horizons. Yeah. And so we were so glad to see you again. We, we like repeat customers. Well, I like being here. You guys are great, um, great hosts. You are great at um, editing and you're great at, um, I don't know, making your authors feel at ease. So I love it. Oh, well, thank you. That's, uh, we, we laugh because as we go through, I'm like, this is why I, some people edit live. I'm like, oh. I can't edit live because I could. I don't want to be edited live. No, right? I'm like, who would even want that? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. You just said I was brave. I'm not that brave, so. <laughs> Well, me neither for the record, not only to, not to be it either. Right. You know, like don't, right, don't right. do my stuff live, please don't. Good. We're still on the same wavelength then. Good, good. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. But when I'm editing, there's a lot more cursing involved. Oh, okay. So, good you know, know, there's a lot of cursing. Um, and so I, I always find that amusing of myself. Um, but it's, and it's both good things. Like sometimes I'm cursing because why didn't I think of that? That's brilliant. And then sometimes I'm cursing. I'm like, you know, I told her four times not to do that. <laughs> well, you leave it out of the written edits I've noticed because mine didn't have any curse words in it. So I leave them all out. I'm a good girl. Well-trained. Good job. Good job. Kind. <laughs> <laughs> this is the nice mom version, right? That's right. It's right. right. It's the mom after she said one martini, right? Just one. That's okay. the good mom part, right? Can't okay. have too many because then you go crazy. Can't have none because then you're, you know, you're afraid. Just right. one. That's right. the good mom. So you have, you've written a few short stories now. And you're, you're, are you in uh, collectibles too? Um, I am in Cursed Collectibles, which mm-hmm. is an anthology. I am in Particular Passages, which is an anthology. I'm on your Horizons one from last year. I'm on this one and I'm going to be in Eat, Drink, and Be Wary, um, another anthology coming out. February, I guess. When do superstars put out their anthologies? Yeah, February. Yeah, February. I think so. Yeah, so that'll be fun. That's awesome. So, do you plan on keeping with short stories? Do you have like novels in mind? Like, what 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 do you plan for the future? I um I would really like to be a novelist. I am going to continue with short stories because I enjoy doing them, and they're kind of uh, quick and easy compared to a novel. But um yeah, I'm still trying to find my groove with novels. Um I've I've heard about when you first publish your first novel, um, whatever genre that's in, you tend to get kind of stuck in that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to make sure that I've got plenty of content and that I've got um, the ability to kind of branch out if I want to. So That makes sense. And that you can tolerate it. Right, right. Absolutely. Last thing you want is like, oh, this horror is genius. And you're like, I don't want to write any more horror. I'm having nightmares. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Or horror's the best. I'm not killing people. Instead, I'm writing. Let's stick with this. <laughs> right. I got a I got a writing award from Writers of the Future. I got a silver honorable mention for a sci-fi story, like the first and only sci-fi story I've ever written. I just don't know the science behind sci-fi. 
So I'm like, ooh, let's not do too many of those because I don't want to get published doing sci-fi and then people want sci-fi and I'm like, I don't know how to write sci-fi. Well, maybe you just have to read more of it, right? Like that's Apparently, the trick. Yes, yeah. Yes. There's so some good more, ones coming like, out. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I think you could do that. We need more women in sci-fi anyways. I think you should do that. Right. That's right. it. It's been decided. You're writing sci-fi. Okay. Okay. Great. You're going to have to give <laughs> me some good recommendations. I will. We'll send you a list. I'm sure right. lots of us can send you a list. Well, we'll get right. some. I'm sure. I'm uh-huh. sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll send you a list. Um, let's see. Awesome. We have alerts popping up on my window just for fun. Oh, um, I haven't even been checking to see if anyone I know is on here. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. We have lots of fun people. Lots of us. Lots of our. Right, you have a very active chat tonight. We do. I love it. It makes it so much fun. Right. Let's see. We have Magneto Mage and then Steven. Yeah, see, Steven says we're the best chat. You are the best chat, no doubt. Oh, we've got a, yeah, we've got, he, he says he's been um, edited live before. Oh, no, he has edited live before. So he's been Ooh. before. Yeah. Mm, Brave. I, don't know. I can't do Brave. it. Yep. No, I know some writers like Dakota Kratz, one of them, and he's going to be on in December and he writes live on his Discord. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't write live either, right? <laughs> Like right. I, I type really fast. Like, you know, a lot of us do, we do this for yeah. a living. We're doing a lot of this and you, and you said you've got, you know, you've got your four kids and you homeschool them, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So you've got a lot of typing. You've got a lot of paperwork you're doing, right? All kinds really fast. But as soon as like my husband walks behind me, I suddenly can't type anymore. Right, my hands right. can't find where's, I don't remember where H is. Like <laughs> right. what, what sentence was I typing? Never mind. It's probably crap. I shouldn't write it anymore. <laughs> Go away. Go away. Yes. Don't watch yep. me. <laughs> right. Yep. That's awesome. So Jen, um, where can fans find you and your work? Um, so I've got a website, jenbear.com, and that's got all of my stories except this one on it. I've got to um, update it, which is always um, fun work to do, to update, yes. to, to add in a new um, anthology. Um, and I saw that there was an Amazon link for this book out. Is that correct? There Earlier is. in the chat, there was. Yes. Yeah, so that's what I usually put on my uh, website is the, the Amazon link and, you know, picture and description. Um, but I've also got an author page on Amazon so they can look me up there if they need to. So, yeah, fun. Hopefully Perfect. I'll have novels out before too awful long, but that'll be that's awesome. Still, that's still in the works. We'll see. Nope. I feel you. Hey, short stories uh, teach us how to write. So right. everything right. right. And it helps me kind of stretch my writing muscles because it uh, narrows down your topic. Uh, to something that you didn't just get to think up anything you want. You have to think up something to a theme, which is always interesting. So, Yep, absolutely. No doubt. Well, we hope to hear a story from you from Abandoned for next year. Oh, yes. Fun. I hadn't heard about that. So, yes. yeah. That'll be awesome. I will. You'll hear from me every year. That sounds great, Jen. We're here for you. Awesome. So Excellent. So we shall see you next time. Thank you for coming. All right. Thanks. Bye, guys. We're on to our next guest. I need a segue. Oh, look, a segue. I know we're not supposed to have like dead air and all, but it's not radio. I mean, technically, I guess, with the podcast. So we should have Sitlaline Asio on. Are you on? Can we hear Miss Miss Asio? No, we're having a little technical difficulty with the meeting. Are we having a little technical difficulty? Like she is trying to jump back in. So we will, uh, we're vamping for time here. Or we could just move on to Matthew. I know Matthew's on. Does Matthew want to go now?
Uh, I think that might have been a yes. I think he can handle it. I mean, he was on first. Sure. He was very prepared. I know. I mean, he does exist in the future. So That's true for us. He definitely exists in the future. He probably knew this was going to happen. He should have warned us. <laughs> Matthew. Oh, so disappointed. So, Matthew, AJ, Anderson, how are you? Doing pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should have warned us. Like, coming from the future, you should have told us. See, I'm, I'm just not organized enough, you know. I, I got too many notes, so I think that... There are too many notes from the future. All the lottery numbers, you know, it's just too much. Not there. every prophecy is true, so then you got to find what's right. Oh, I see. I see. Because you're not the only one in Australia. So the other people might be changing things. So even though you saw something, then you try to act on it, and bam, they already changed it. That's got to be frustrating. Yeah, and not to mention, as soon as you announce it, then they start going, <laughs> now I know what to fix. <laughs> that's that's got to be horrible. I don't know. I like that you go first, though, like for New Year's, because then we can watch fireworks all across the world. You know, it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. And I can also tell my kids you can go to bed now. <laughs> Doesn't work anymore. They're teenagers, but it totally did when they were little. <laughs> so, Matthew, we have your story is Sight Unseen, about two best friends who mess with magic they don't fully understand to get back at a bully. I love these two boys. They are best friends, and their camaraderie is adorable. Do you have kids? Did you have a model? Was it based on your own childhood? Like, where did you come up with these two? Uh, no, I, actually, I don't know where I'm. I think. Uh, I think Lucas, because he was Aboriginal, I sort of had um, two mates in school. I sort of based him off of. And uh, I think, honestly, though, um, Manny, or Herman Dendy, his full name, uh, I think he was sort of based off of me, just a, an exaggerated, exaggeratedly anxious version of me. But, um, but no, I just, yeah, I enjoyed the, the sort of introverted versus extroverted thing. I had a lot of fun with that. I love it. It's a really fun world. And I like that. In this world, it's it feels like our world, like a normal suburban kind of world. But yet magic is just actually exists there. Hmm. So it, that that was really fun. I like when they go they go to the um, to go. Were they in school and learning magic or was it just with the priest? It was the way I did it was with the priest. So it's sort of magic is there, but it's sort of secretive. So there's this mm -hmm. church. I could talk for ages about the backstory because what I what I basically did for this um, is I I've got a world that I'm already working on. So basically just went yoink. Oh, cool. Right, and just <laughs> and took a lot of that wholesale. So the idea is that That's magic perfect. is secretive. But there's mm -hmm. secret churches around the place that teach magic because uh, mm -hmm. you know there's certain gods that, that give the patrons magic. So that's how it sort of works. Gotcha. So that's really cool. So I, I like the fact that they're trying to work on their magic. They don't quite know how to do it. So they mess it up. So tell us, how did you come up with the idea with this specific um, error that they do? Uh, well, um, honestly, I've been doing research recently on genies, and um, don't worry, the story isn't about genies, but I've been doing, uh, but one of the things that really annoys me, I've, I've watched so many bad movies about genies, mm -hmm. and one of the things that really annoyed me is whenever they, they'll wish for something, and then they're like, oh, we'll just make it go wrong, because it has to go wrong, and then what mm -hmm. happens isn't even close to what they wished for, and it didn't make any sense, so I was trying to think, okay, what's a way that magic could go wrong, but mm -hmm. it doesn't, but it, the spell still works, you know? Because, you know, if you, if you press accelerate on the car and you do it wrong, the car floods because it gets too much to accelerate. So I was thinking about, okay, what could they do? And when I came up with the idea of using two little kids, I was like, well, what would kids want to do? It's like flying? No. 
It's dangerous. <laughs> right. no, no. Invisibility. Because you can turn... Uh, I don't know if it's... Is it spoilery to say exactly what goes wrong? But uh, No, you know, I think you should. It happens at the beginning. So that's, that's yeah, not so, the spoiler part of it. Yeah. And I thought it'd be so creepy because I was like, well, technically, if everything but your skeleton turns invisible, the spell worked. Just not properly. So... <laughs> You're invisible, mostly. Yeah. I have to say, there was talk about the clothes issue. I love that you made the clothes that he was wearing go invisible. And yeah, well, I was thinking about it, yeah, because I was uh-huh. I was working on um, uh, one of the ways I like doing the stories is to try to envisage myself in their place. And like I said, Manny sort of based on me, and I realized if I turned invisible, either everyone would see glasses floating in the air. All my glasses would be invisible. So that's how I came up with the idea of, oh, so he'd basically be <laughs> yeah, half mind, yeah. It would all be gone when the spell was, it, it, it was just brilliant. But my favorite part, so you mentioned the glasses, that is my favorite part. Because I never, I am blind as a bat without my glasses. And I never once thought, so if you go invisible, and so that everything you are wearing, except in poor Manny's case, his skeleton, um, goes invisible, then your glasses aren't going to work anymore. They're invisible. So they're not going to change the light. They're not going to bend it to hit you right. And I was yeah. just like, that's so clever. So had you seen that somewhere before? Or did you just reason that all out? Like, where did that come from? No, no, I, I definitely reasoned that one out. I, um, yeah, I, I think, I honestly, I blame uh, Stargate SG-1 because one of the things they do in that show <laughs> is they make sure that magic works with continuity. And I always love them showing the intricacies of like, well, if this technically did that, then that means that, you, you know... <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like playing with I like playing with how the mechanics of magic work, science or whatever story I'm writing. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very clever. I like that one. I, I think that's the first thing I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so clever. <laughs> it's funny how you read your whole life and then you're still surprised. So yeah. nicely done. I will tell you, it's not easy to surprise an editor. <laughs> it's not easy. We we've seen a lot of stuff. So nicely done. So you said you have a series based on this world. Uh, yeah, I've sort of been uh, in the in the background working on a sort of a young adult horror anthology type of anthology with continuity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the town they're in, Hollow Falls, is basically my this fictional town in the north of Australia with with all kinds of nasty stuff happening in the background. One of which is churches with secret magic schools. So you know that's. I love it. You know, it's funny because as far as I'm concerned, there are so many things in Australia that want to kill you already. You had to add magic too. Like there had to be an extra thing. Yeah. It's not dangerous oh, well, enough. Yeah, well, I think, you know, I think that's uh, in Australia, we don't usually worry about that stuff because most animals, like even the most dangerous snake in the in Australia, the inland taipan, it's only going to bite you if you like try to kick it or annoy it or anything like that. So so unless you're being stupid with an animal or like trying to lick a jellyfish, you should be fine. <laughs> no? but, well, then um, I'm out. <laughs> 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 no, I'm telling you, I watch too much TV. Plus, you know, just only if you kick it. Have you seen me walk around with my dogs that I know are there? No, I just seriously, it would be a problem. It would be a big problem. Uh, we had uh, one of our friends, he's um, from London, and he went to Australia for a sales thing. And he told us all of these stories um, about all of, like, you know, one of the big spiders in this huge web and it ended up on his head. And it was totally harmless. But still, when you're running around at night, it still freaks you out. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Well, this myself. Is- so I know the huntsman isn't harmful. 
I still don't want to. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's just want to come. It's huge. It's it's just. I'm not even afraid of spiders, but but to tell you the truth, the huntsman doesn't bother me nearly as much as whatever that little one is, where you have the anti venom in your stores. At least that's what we hear is the urban myth. It's a little. It's a smaller spider, and they've they have red on them. It's not the. It's not a black oh. widow though. But. Not the redback spider. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Might be it. I'll take your word for it. They can be nasty. They can be nasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Nope. Uh, I'll stick with my Texas rattlesnakes. Thank you very much. They warn you. Warn you way before you get to them. I can deal with that. But the thing is, I, that's why I like horror because it, even though it's fictional, even though it's like magic, I kind of like playing with um, the idea of maybe you should be a little scared sometimes. You know? <laughs> maybe it's- I mean, although this, honestly, this story as we've got here is all fantasy. This is all. It's magic and fun. Well, your story is fun. Like, it's not, it's it's scary in an angsty way, right? It's not scary in a, we're all going to die way. So it's it's really, it's it's fun. I like what the boys go through. And it's logical. Like, I can totally, having raised a teenage boy, I 100% could see my son and one of his friends go through that. So it, it's just, it's really well done. So, Matthew, where can people find you and your work? Uh, well, um, I've only had like tiny things published. So if you want to find uh, myself online, it's probably best to go to absurdwordnerd.blogspot.com.au. Uh, you can usually tell what it is because it's got my name and it's got the purple banner. But uh, even I've got some stuff on YouTube as well, but there's links. I think it's easy to just go to the blog because you can find links. Okay, that's awesome. And the bio, just for everyone listening, the bio is in the, the bio of each author is in the back of their story too. So you'll be able to find them through there. So awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Matthew. And I hope to see a story from you next year. I'll have to work on it. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. Abandon. I mean, it's easy. Let's see. Next. I'm going to assume we're going with Sitlalim. We shall see. I shall be surprised, just like the audience. Yay. So who do we have? Who's my surprise guest? Congratulations, you have won one, Silalin. Yay! Hi, Silalin Asio, how are you? I can't hear her. Surprise! Exactly, Kevin, surprise! That is a surprise. That is an unfortunate surprise. Uh, Silalin, we are not getting any audio from you. We have video, and you can hear us. We have no audio. This... This is supposed to be easy. It's not easy at it, all. It is supposed to be easy. This is supposed to just work, right? That's because technology right. always just works. It does. And if it doesn't, it's all your fault. That's how this works, Afo. It's all your fault. It is my fault. Uh, so I saw she muted and then unmuted. And we still don't have any audio. Well, we can always move on to Jessica and keep everyone entertained and we can come back. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and drop. He's in um, Houston. She's in our still gonna... she's still in our time zone. We we're, we're not keeping yeah, her yeah. up too late. Absolutely. Oh, I heard something. Is that from Jessica? I'm I'm being quiet. <laughs> oh, that's got gotta be a struggle, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> hey! <laughs> you laughed first. <laughs> True. <laughs> Come on, you know when we go to a convention, we're the only two extroverts there. So <laughs> I know, I know. It's yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I make new friends. That's right. 
That's right. You know, that, that one thing where it says um, introverts, how they make friends, either they don't or they find an extrovert who adopts them. An extrovert adopts them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know how many people have like put that on my wall? I'm like, this is you. And I'm like, thank you. I knew that. Like, I, knew I that. know. My job. <laughs> it's like the first superstars I went to. I was like, who is that other extrovert? I can hear her. <laughs> what? I'm so quiet and reserved. I don't believe you. Me too. Me too. Just sit down, mind my own business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yes, so just write right. my stories. That's all I do. That's all we do, man. So we Jessica Grinzi, welcome. I should probably say your whole I name go. so everyone knows who you are. Oh, yeah, probably. Just in case. I mean, you, you've got a ton of short stories out there, too. You've got a lot of stuff for them to read. And I do. Here, I have a bunch. Do. And the story in this one is called Vanished. And it's an apprentice magician finds out he's been learning real magic the whole time. Now he mm-hmm. must rescue his girlfriend and mentor from a trick gone wrong. So... I liked this because this was more he thought he wasn't doing real magic. Yeah. But he was. <laughs> he, he thought it was all fake. And then real stuff starts happening. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> I love it because I like the, uh, you use the Latin in it, right? Yes. So it's supposed to be yes. Latin. So can you explain what you did with the twist on that? I really liked it. Okay. So I, I had a lot of Google pages open and a lot of pronunciation guides and a lot of, uh, uh, um, dictionaries, the uh, Latin dictionaries. And what I did is each spell uh, rhymes, usually through alliteration, but it always has the item that the spell is about and what it does. So um, oh, I can't remember exactly what the phrasing is, but there's one and it's uh, lepus. And then I can't remember what the second word is, or maybe it's the first word, but it basically translates to in Latin, but they both begin with L. And it translates to deceitful rabbit. <laughs> and it's, it's the rabbit that hides in the hat. So if you're trying to bring a rabbit out during your magic act, you have to use that exact term so it knows to get the hidden rabbit. But yeah. So uh, he's learning these fake words. He thinks they're fake because he, he took a Latin class in high school. And he's like, that's, that's not actually how you pronounce that. And the, the, his master is like, just do it. This is what you do. And so he does, but he's like this stupid, and yeah. So, but when he does pronounce it the way his master has him pronounce it, mm-hmm. oh, guess what? So, <laughs> shenanigans. It's so clever because that's my 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 teenage son specifically loves to argue about me about things I'm wrong about that he that's wasn't not- alive when they happened, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've been doing this a long time, dude. So I totally see the teenager arguing with his mentor. Yeah, yeah, Thinking he knows better. He knows, he knows better. Uh, yeah. It was perfect. Though you can't blame him. The mentor didn't tell him he was doing real magic. No, because he hadn't gotten around to that. You know, he was, first of all, he wasn't very good. And so he, the, the mentor hadn't got around to explaining, by the way, this is real. Because, you know, he's like, the guy, the kid's crap. He can't make this work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love it's it. It's not until he's wearing his mentor's stage costume and is, you know, really in the, he's performing for a live stream. Basically he's, he's streaming on Twitch, his magic show. And, and he's using the uh, master's wardrobe because he's got to look the part, right? He can't be mm-hmm. on stage in a hoodie and vans, you know, it's, no. And uh, it's when he's looking the part that he really starts to connect oh, man, to the magic. And that's when it starts to work. So yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's very clever. I liked it. Um, I like that 
that he has the girlfriend he's using, but she knows a little more than he does. I like that part. Yeah. So I, and, and I like the part that, um, that his technology works the whole time. Yeah. That might be the real magic in this. That, well, you know, there are, there are the magicians that, uh, or wizards, when they use magic, it disrupts technology. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not, not, not in my world. Not in this world. Keeps working. Not in this world. Yeah. So there you go. It's very nice. So do you have more for this story? Because like, like we, we talked about a little bit, right? That you, you've written a yeah. lot of short stories. You're quite, you're quite the short story producer. Oh, thank you. I love it. Um, do I have a more in this world? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you I have know, any more in this actually. world? Or is this just a one-off and you were like happy? I don't. I, I read a book many, many years ago. And mm-hmm. it had a woman being hidden from bad guys in a vanishing cabinet. And she kind of backs up to get away from the door because the bad guys are coming Mm -hmm. and she keeps going and there is another world there. And she's like, Oh crap. What did I just do? And so then she very carefully walks back forward and goes back into the vanishing cabinet. And basically what it turns out is the, the man that hid her, he is the guardian of a portal into another world. And he didn't expect her to walk any further back. <laughs> and I really liked that idea that the, the, the vanishing cabinet, which is just this gimmicky gimmick. Um, I'm a writer. I'm good with words. Um, he, there, there's something more to it. It's, it's, it is real magic. And so I really wanted to do something with that eventually, you know, at, an, at another point. I really liked that idea. And so that was years ago. And so when I saw the, the misspelled and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to have like an apprentice or a magician who does real magic. And then I remembered the vanishing cabinet. And I was like, ah, so I don't know. Um, it would be, it would be a fun world to kind of explore, but honestly, uh-huh. I don't, I don't know what they're going to encounter on their next stream. So I know they have a whole series planned in the story they do, but I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, there's a lot of that cabinet to explore. Um, Magneto Mage says it's like C.S. Lewis meets Born. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can totally okay. work. <laughs> could totally work. Okay. Uh-huh. I like it. Absolutely. Yeah. I could write that. I couldn't write that. I really couldn't write that. I don't know. I am no C.S. Lewis. Well, it's different though, right? It's a modern. You would yeah, there modern we go. Story. Okay. Yes, it's an interpretation. You know what? That's what I'm going to state from now on, that this book is, is like C.S. Lewis this particular story mm-hmm. that'll get that'll that'll sell a lot of copies for those children whatever it takes this is for the children <laughs> it's for the, the children. children that's right <laughs> and when they start reading it they're gonna love stories so much they'll forget what it why they bought it it'll work yeah it'll work. exactly i love it so jessica where can fans find you and your work okay well i'm in a lot of different anthologies so the best way to find me is either to look me up my on my author page or go to my website, which is which is jessicaguernsey.com. And Guernsey is kind of a weird name, I know. My <laughs> married name was the kind of, or my maiden name is a kind of dog. My married name is a kind of cow. So I'm hoping my daughter will marry a goat. We're going to keep it in the barnyard, you know? <laughs> keep the animal thing but, alive. <laughs> uh, so Guernsey is a type of cow, but it's also a very famous book, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Field Pie Society, which is about an island. So I've made two different book groups to read that book. It's really good. So <laughs> you can spell it, it's spelled the same way. So if you're not sure how to spell Guernsey, it's spelled like the book. Or you could buy misspelled and it's spelled correctly in there. It is spelled correctly in there. I did double check. Right. See? Kelly, Kelly got it right. She's a very good editor. 
Perry. Yes. And I'm also good at saying, please check all this. <laughs> She's also really, really mean about ellipses. So if you like using an ellipse, don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Kelly will take it out and she'll be mean about it. Yeah, I was going to say about all my authors would can, can back you up on that. So. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you, Jessica. We hope to Yay. see you in February. Yep, absolutely. I'll be there. Excellent. All right. I think we successfully have found a Sitlali. Yay! Sitlaling, can I hear you this time? She just Did needs they to remember unmute. to unmute you? She unmutes or you unmute? She has to unmute. I can't unmute people because if they mute themselves and I unmute them, they could be but saying I thought terrible you muted things. Her. I did. You said in a text that you muted her. Dead. And you unmuted her now? No, I can't unmute her. She has to unmute herself because then I could catch her saying terrible, terrible things about me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you guys hear me now? Yes! Yes! We have a successful okay. Yo, I'm welcome! So sorry. Nope. I'm... Nope, you're all... That's okay. We're going to dock your pay. Oh, wait. I already paid you. You're good. <laughs> you know this is for fun, right? You're good to go. Except I think she might be frozen. It looks like she froze. Oh, no. Oh, no. She just wants to go last. It's all a ploy. It is. It is. The, 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 she must be a wizard in the kind that causes um, technology to fail. Yes. See? Yes. See? I think so. I'm it's turning this into a good thing, so. right? That's right. That's right. Uh -huh. That's right. While we, while we, we wait for our awesome. Oh, oh. she's back. Yay. Back. Yay! I think your internet connection doesn't um, like you. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Temporarily. I don't know. You might have to kill your camera, so at least we can hear you. So sometimes that helps with the, the darn lag of the darn computers. Because they're mean to us. Very mean. So we'll have to see. Ellipses, hyphens, dashes. Yes, that's right, Matt. It's not a pause. That's why my authors get mad at me. I'm like, we have to put the pause in. I'm like, no, you don't. Just use your words. Your words will put the pause in. We don't need lots of hyphenating either. Nope. All right. I think we're going to move on to Miriam and we'll come back for Sitlali. Is that what I heard? Is that what I heard? Miriam's like, do I have to? Do I have to go now? She's like, she's ready. She's ready. She's ready to go in. Come on, coach. Throw Miriam in. She'll have to unmute though. But she's waiting for your okay, Zafo. I got it. I'm, I'm switching on the fly uh, here. Wait, We're making wait, this work. Switching. Go. Hey, Gavin. There we are. You know what this is? This is just our magic on a ride. That's all. Indeed. <laughs> We're so Indeed. magical and such awesome writers. They don't know what to do with us. That's what's happening right now. Darn technology. So, Miriam Thor, welcome. Hi. Hey, what are you up to this evening? Um, I've been on with y'all most of the time. Nice. You know, that's a good way, to, you know, good way to waste your time. I like it. <laughs> we writers call it, um, research or procrastinating or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we got to market ourselves. This is part of the game, man. So thank you for coming on. It's for the children. It's for the children. Yes, definitely. Right. Well, your story in here is called A Measure of Magic. It's a powerful baroness switches bodies with her servant, best friend, just as the crown prince arrives with a magical challenge. So <laughs> I love this story. How many times did I tell you? I hope you're writing more of this. <laughs> uh, well, a 
couple times at least. I love this story. So these characters, what was your inspiration for them? Um, well, when I saw the call for submissions, I, I was trying to think, like, what could I do? And I really liked the idea of body switching, but then I had to have a way for them to get stuck. So I knew I would need at least one character who was really powerful and one that wasn't. That way, when they switched, if they had each other's magic, that they wouldn't know what to do with it. The one that was really strong would have really weak magic. And then the one who's used to really weak magic would have the really strong magic, but wouldn't know how to control it. And so I started with their magic and then sort of built their personalities based on that. Well, I adore it, like more than I can say, probably. So very cleverly done. Um, I like your the magic the way you had it. So you have the one with the, the really powerful magic. She basically can just will things to happen. But the one with the more weak magic, she was using runes. So why did you, how did you come up with that kind of idea to use something else to enhance her magic? Um, it sort of came to me while I was writing. Like I wanted it to, to have something that was different. That was to be a concrete reason why Paige, the one with the, usually with the weaker magic, wouldn't be able to just know how to use magic instinctually. And so I was trying to come up, well, does she say spells or, you know, what does she do? And then I thought about runes and I was like, I like runes in general. I just think they're fun. So I'm going to have her like draw runes in the air and that'd be how she does it. But that, you know, Eliana, the powerful one doesn't need it. So. Yep. I loved it. I loved it. And I love when the prince comes in. So you have, you know, the the baroness who knows the prince. And then this poor servant who's used to bowing. But she's now in the baroness's body. So I love the whole court intrigue where she has to try to be the baroness, but she can't quite handle it. And so a lot of times you see, you're like, they couldn't be friends. I mean, it's a servant and royalty. There's no, that wouldn't work. You You made me believe you made me believe they were friends. So was there anything that you had to go through? Did you pull from something from your life? Is it something you watched or did it just work? Um, honestly, I think it just worked. Like I like the, I really like the idea of like royalty that are just really down to earth mm -hmm. and how if they do grow up with someone like Eliana did with Paige that they wouldn't really see class differences anymore. They would just see, oh, that's the, the girl I grew up with. And so it just it seemed to me like it would carry on into adulthood. Yep. It was really fun. So do you have like a future for these characters? Do you envision them? What do you envision for them in the future? Uh, I actually already have one that is set after this one. Uh, and somehow I, I wrote it after this one. I wrote this one first, Measure Magic mm -hmm. first. And I wrote Of Myths and Mercy second. And then I submitted it to uh, Crunchy with, well, Crunchy with Ketchup was the call, but then it ended up being published in Crunchy with Chocolate. It actually came out before uh, this one. So it came out in October. So it's already out. Um, so Crunchy with Chocolate is the name of that anthology. And like I said, Of Myths and Mercy is the name of the story. So That's very cool. So do you plan on it? Like, are you going to write like a series with them? Are you going to stick with short stories? What, what do you plan on? What's your uh, future? I definitely think I, I consider writing at least one more short story. I don't know if I will, um, but I don't want to make like a full blown like novel or anything out of it just because I'm having so much fun with these characters. And <laughs> when I write a novel, like not that I don't have fun with the characters, but it's just a lot of um, 
work and word world building and like these characters have been so much fun. I don't want to suddenly make them like have to do like lots a of job. Work. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's clever, I'll tell you, because I've talked to a lot of writers, you know, maybe personal experience sometimes. Well, this is going to be great, and it's fun, and really fun to outline, and then you're writing it, and you're like, you know, I'm bored. <laughs> bored now. So that's very clever, because readers always know. So when they read this story, they're, they're going to feel the fun that you had. So thank you so much for sending it to us. Thank you for accepting it. Of course. So, uh, Miriam, where can fans find you and your work? Um, wait, I prepared for this. I'm going to put it in the chat because it's a little long. I'm so um, impressed. So there's Look, the website. Yay! So you have your publications in there. So you have the two short stories. Do you have anything else right now? Uh, I have two novellas that have been published um, by small presses. Uh, one is Young Adult Fantasy. And then the other is uh, Christian fiction. It's a Christmas story. So if anyone likes Christian fiction and is looking for something this Christmas, um, it's called Her First Noel. Um, the YA fantasy is called Wish Granted. And the main character is a dryad. So if you like a non-human protagonist, um, you want to check it out. Uh, those are my only two like, longer works that are published. I've had a few other short stories published, and they're listed on the website as well. That's fabulous. Well, well done, Miriam. I can't see, I can't wait to see where you go in the future. Thank you. Excellent. All right. We'll see you soon. Now we get to try again. I like this. This is called the sit line lean in between. We're going to get her. We're going to get her this time. I see her. I see her. Don't be sad. We're not sad. This is fun. It's all good. It's no problem at all. Unmute for us. Yeah. We might have a, a a crazy connection. We might have to have her mute her video. That's right, Hammerdorf. It adds excitement. It's more fun that way. Hey, Lillian, you should be able to unmute, and hopefully things are looking good so far. Magic happening. That's right. That's right. I'm going to have to talk about her story alone because I love her story. Oh. Is it Yay. working now? Yes, we've got you. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm so, so sorry. I'm going to get to your story quick. Oh, don't be okay. sorry. I can't help technology. So it's Wish Upon a Star Pearl. When a trial for gaining membership in a gang goes horribly wrong, a young orphan turned thief must right her wrong or she'll never find a family of her own. Yay. Really fun. And I have to say, I like that this this story takes place in the same world as your story from Horizon. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. So you've got some really fun characters in here. So what was your inspiration for this story? Um, well, I really like the prompt that I like the magic on wrong. So mm -hmm. I brainstormed. I actually came up with the initial idea in November, like after the stream. Mm -hmm. And then I put it aside because I... Um, was working on something else mm -hmm. and then when I finally came back I didn't like it so I tried all these other ideas and I finally um went back to the first idea changed it a little bit and I just really wanted to write something uh like about a girl just something light and fun because the one I had written before was a little dark um so mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, this one was definitely a little lighter. But I yeah. mean, it was dark for her, right? For the character. She was going through some real stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she just lost her grandma, so... Yeah, she's all which was her only family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was pretty bad. So, what what was her attraction to the gang? Why was she going for the gang? Um, she just wanted a family, and I think she saw family in that like gang aspect. She's like, okay, well, I'll be in this group, and you know, they'll feed me, and I'll have a roof over my head. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but she yeah, ends she- up finding a few different people yeah it's very cool so you know it's not giving anything away that she tries to steal she's she's assigned to go steal this star pearl right Mm -hmm. some kind of wonderful gem and when she goes she's like okay I can totally do it because she's a good person she's religious she has faith and she's like this is bad but I need a family (laughs) so I kind of like that right like she's like I have to do this because I want this family but she feels so bad about it it's just it's it's really nice it's not like she wasn't like screw the world I'm now gonna steal things so she was fighting with herself the whole time I wanted to write yeah something because I've never written a character that's not I don't wouldn't call her morally gray but she has like her internal struggles, right? And I feel like I don't really write characters like that. I usually write characters who are like really like on the righteous path, but not, I mean, that's different for everyone. But like, so I really wanted to push myself to write someone who maybe does what some people consider a bad thing, but mm-hmm. for like maybe the, like she has her reasons for it. So, yep. yeah. It was nice. She stole from the right people though. Yeah, she got lucky. <laughs> she did. She really got lucky. So, but I can't say anymore. As people see us in the interviews, it's really hard for me to talk about these stories because I've read them all like three times, right? So, like, I know them and I have to, like, be, I can't give it away. I want y'all to read it and be excited and have it. So I can't. But yeah. um, these characters, and like I said, we got almost 300 submissions. And so we got your story before. So I was like, yay, another one. And then reading, I'm like, yeah, she's in. So it's it's really <laughs> cool that you give us such quality. So thank you for that, too. Well, thank you for including me. I'm, like, I'm always so happy to, like, just, you know, that you like my stories. You know? <laughs> yep, we like it. I mean, that's part of the thing because you're you're still new at this, though. I don't know if I can say that much longer. You're getting so many short stories published now. <laughs> um, so it's it's also part of this. It is for the children, it, honestly. That is why we're doing it. We're, we're not making money at this. This is for them. That's what we're raising it for. But I like working with new authors, too. So, you know, it's it's really fun. I mean, we are all new authors. So it, it's really fun to see the next generation, to see what y'all are doing. And so this world that you've created, do you plan on putting anything more out there? Yeah, I would. I just really like the species that I made in Horizons, um, mm-hmm. like the chameleon type creatures. So I really just want to always add them in everything. And I want to add like other species too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll all be technically in the same world. But mm-hmm. like, I do want to add those like creatures in like a bunch of other stories. Well, it was fun because so. the beginning of the story, it could have been any magical world. Right. And then when I got to the chameleon creatures, I was like, yes, it's the same world. That's so cool. So it kind of gives you like that familiarity. So everyone out there who read Horizons, as you pick these up, you're going to be having, you know, there's going to be some familiarity. Familiarity. Look, I can spell the word. I'm sorry. I can't say it. But so it's kind of nice to also get that, you know, the stuff that you're familiar with. 
Okay, am I back? Because I kind of yep. lost. Nope, you're good. I just kept talking and you're all oh, back okay. and happy and smiling. Just okay. the way we like you. Great. <laughs> yeah. all right. um, I know, technology is frustrating. Maybe we should do the next anthologies abandoned, right? Maybe the one after that should be technology gone awry. <laughs> You know, we could, we all have stories. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or I don't know. It might be terrifying. (laughs) Oh yeah. The, yeah. Tech, yeah. Science, like AI or something. Yeah. That that might, that might be good actually. Yeah. We could do that. that We could do that. Or we could just go, we all forgot to unmute again. That's going to be all the stories. (laughs) Be the whole thing. So yeah, no, that's awesome. So what's your next project? What are you doing next? Um, I'm working on a few short stories right now because novels are just not working for me right now. So <laughs> like, I like short stories cause I can finish them. Like mm-hmm. I can see the, the finish line. So mm-hmm. I have one, I just sent it out to beta readers and I'm, it was my first experience with beta readers. So I'm really happy. It was so exciting. Um, awesome. I love revisions, so I can't wait to jump into that one. And I'm working on like a comedy one I really want to improve on my comedy and yeah just working on more like trying to push myself with my characters and trying to write different types of characters so that's the trick right that's why we read yeah and I feel like short stories I really like them because you can experiment with them Mm -hmm. more than novels so and then when we first met you were writing scripts weren't you yes yeah, are I have you a still doing that? in the work. Yeah, I have one in the works too. Um, yeah, I'm just a multi-project person right now. <laughs> it's all of us. I'm telling you, man. It's like you can't get enough. Yeah. Sometimes we procrastinate by doing this other thing. I'm like, but it's still right. work. I swear, I'm still totally making things. Yes. Yes. It works. Agree. It works. People wonder <laughs> why I have so many. So, Sitlaline, <laughs> where can people find you and your work? Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. But really, it's just Instagram <laughs> um, at Citlalinosio, uh, so C-I-T-L-A-L-I-N-O-S-S-I-O. Um, yeah, I'm more active on Instagram than anything. So I mean, I'm not like every day, but <laughs> I post here and there. Excellent. Yeah. Must stay alive on social media. It's like our job now. Yeah. Thank you. So, I'm glad we got to talk to you. Yay. Thank I'm you. I'm getting worried. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but thank you for... <laughs> Sorry for all the technical issues. But yeah. Thank you for having me. All good. Happens to the best of us. So we'll mm-hmm. see you next time. Can't wait to see your story next time. Yay. <laughs> all right. Our next one. Yeah. Matt says the opening line of uh, his technology gone awry is going to be most people say, ugh, my phone hates me. But what's it say? I can't read it. But my phone actually wants me dead. Oh, there you go. Everyone says, ugh, my phone hates me. But actually, my phone wants me dead. I love that. I want to read that story now. That's great. That's great. All right. Do we have a Miss Laurel Beckley on? Yes, I'm here. Sorry, I didn't Yay. know this was on. Hey, I'm here. Hey, you're here. Welcome, welcome, Laurel. So this is the first story I read from you, and wow, you have Thanks. beautiful words you like to use. Oh, thank you. I well, love so it. So from high school many years ago. I guess it came out. It did. <laughs> Well, because, I mean, vocab, you just use vocab, it feels pretentious. There's nothing pretentious about your book or about your story. Your story is, it's it's lyrical. I mean, that's a gift. So good job. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I should probably tell people what it's called, huh? 
Uh, maybe if not, it'll be a surprise. Right. We'll be like, fine. where's laurels? I must find it in here. <laughs> they'll find right. it. They'll, they'll find it. It's awesome. Yeah. But it is called The Hidden Language of Flowers. And it's after decades away, an old friend returns to town to torment Edith. As the newcomer sends offensive messages in her flower arrangements, Edith decides she's had enough. There's only room for one flower shop in this town, and it's going to be Edith's. Yes. So it's very cool. Yours is another story where it's really hard to talk about because I don't want to give anything away. Right. There's a lot of Easter eggs within Easter eggs and like coded messages in the coded messages. So it's really, uh, it's fun. So I'm going to do a blog post where I do reveal some of the spoilers for the Easter eggs uh, that I hid in there. Yes. I love that. There's a code within the code. Make sure you pay attention to the dates, people, if you read it. (laughs) Dates are important. Well, I love that the, the flowers that she actually, the flowers are a code. Yes, yes, they are a code. It was a lot of research because, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, I had to have a list, a spreadsheet to make sure what was what, was what and also have the colors because um, the colors mean something too. They go along with the dates. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's the Easter eggs. But yes, the language of flowers um, in Victorian times and also today uh, certain flowers and certain colors of flowers have certain meanings when you send them to people. Um, and so I got this idea about, well, everyone always says about like love flowers. What if you send a spiteful bouquet to someone? Um, and then that got into like hexes and magic not going so well. So yeah. Ta-da, the theme. The theme. Yes. Perfectly. It worked perfectly. Even more than most had that real strong relationship element. So I love that. It's like, again, I can't talk too much about it or I'll give it all away. It's so frustrating. Y'all quit writing good stories with great endings. Just stop. That's it. No it's, more. Uh, it, it's definitely a very, very, very sapphic story, uh, to be sure. It's very it's very queer throughout. There's a lot of um, just, it's very queer. That's all I can say about it. Yes. Yes. But we like, I mean, that's the whole point, right? Like we talked about earlier, we like having as many people represented as possible in the story, in the, in the anthology. So it's, it's really nice to get it. And yours also, because even though it, it feels like it's still this world, just back in time. Yes, it's set in um, this, in August, it starts in August of 1945. And then it kind of goes throughout that fall and that winter. Um, so it's right after the end of World War II. It's set in Cottage Grove, Oregon, which is a real town in Southern Lane really? County. Yes, um, I actually, it is real. Yes, it is real. I, a lot of research went in to make sure that it was accurate to the time. Um, I know I got something wrong. Um, so I apologize to any Cottage Grove people. I am not from Cottage Grove. I grew up in a small town in Douglas County, which is like the county south that, um, and then I went to high school in Eugene, which is the big city of Lane County, Oregon. So go Ducks. <laughs> yes. I love that. Go Ducks. Go Ducks. It's the UFO. Go Ducks. <laughs> uh, Mighty Mascot. Mighty Mascot. Tasty, too. It, it is. And the mascot's name is Puddles. So we're we're vicious. Uh, we're real vicious. So, yeah. I've never wanted to go to Oregon more in my life. It's it's a beautiful state. And there's a lot of shout outs throughout the short story. Um, one of the characters takes a little road trip. Um, all of the places that are mentioned are real. Um, and they're all... I really highly recommend one of the places is no longer available is no longer around. Um, but it's a little callback to that, but everything else existed and is real. Minus the magic. I don't think that's real. 
Well, I mean, some of that magic was. Some of it was, yes. Some of that magic was very real. Yes. One way or another, I felt it. Oh, good. It was real to me. Was real <laughs> good. And then I did the same thing with your story um, that I really want more in that world. So okay. are you going to write anything more in this world with these um, characters? No, I think Edith's story is at an end, but I do have a lot of other short stories also set in Oregon. I kind of went on an Oregon writing kick. Um, I haven't actually lived in my home state for quite some time. Uh, the military took me out and about, and my wife is still active duty, so we're still moving. Um, but I was missing it quite a bit with the pandemic and not seeing family and stuff. So wrote a lot of Oregon short stories, some of which are being published. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to go home. Yes, yes. So this was kind of about homesickness and a little bit of finding home, too, in addition to, you know, hurling insults at each other with flowers. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there are worse things, right? I mean, there are worse things. Yes. But the way you do it with, with the way it affects Edith, which, by the way, you totally feel her feelings. Like, you you get her. Might not agree yes. with her actions, but you get get her you understand it so and that's all you're writing you you made us understand um thank you but <laughs> to her they were much worse than flowers so i'll tell you that right i mean to her they might as well have been bullets oh yeah oh yeah it was definitely war you know torpedoes were fired it was it was bad yeah yeah there was a lot going on with that poor thing um but uh I just want to, it's funny because like I said, when you're writing lyrical, I see these things, I see them in my head when I'm talking to you about the story. Like I can see this stuff. It's, it's like flowing right through. <laughs> so, so hopefully you just keep up that writing. So do you get inspired with your travels? Like with your military travels? Um, I don't really kind of yes and no, but I mostly kind of call back to what I'm most comfortable with writing. I write a lot of fantasy, um, sci-fi, um, uh, my no I'm writing a space opera trilogy. It's like post-military though, because my my main character is a veteran like I am. Um, unlike me, she went through some really awful, awful things and she's recovering from that and it's all fun time. So I'm procrastinating on the third novel. Mm -hmm. If anyone who's following my stuff is reading that, then I'm totally writing it, but it's not being written. Um, but aside from that, not really travels-wise. Um, it all influences, but not specifically. I mostly just write about Oregon and Satara. So, yeah. I love that. Well, they say write what you know, and they forget that doesn't mean only your experiences. It's also the places you've been, the places you call home. They, they get in your heart somewhere, right? So they come back out. That's true. And I do try to have a little bit of a – I was in, I did supply when I was in the Marine Corps, and um, – mm -hmm. I have a little bit of supply that comes out in some of my stories, not this one, um, but a couple others. There's always a little shout out to inventorying and, you know, the minutia and bureaucracy of the military that uh, doesn't really come through in some military sci-fi, but it definitely comes through in mine. It's very bureaucratic. So. You're like, y'all forgot this part, man. I kept you running. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that means you have no socks. <laughs> there's a lot of paperwork and you better fill it out right now. <laughs> I can't read it. Sorry. <laughs> you signed for that. Why didn't you bring it in? <laughs> it's, it's a voluntary reimbursement, but you will pay one way or another. <laughs> one way or yeah. another, it's coming out of you. <laughs> yes. I 
love it. But I like this spa- having the space opera without it being military sci-fi, right? There's a lot of military sci-fi. So it's nice having yeah. some other kind of angle to it. Yes, it was really hard to uh, market and also define. It's like, it's post-military sci-fi, but it's military sci-fi. It's heavily influenced, but yeah, it's... It was That's half to... the battle, finding the reader. <laughs> yes. You're like, I know they're out there. I just have to find them. Yeah, it did. Um, it's done fairly well. Um, it's published with Nine Star Press. So it's... Um, What's it called? Uh, that Distant Dream is book one. Book two, I'm hoping will be published in 2022. Um, it's called That Slow Awakening. And then book three is currently titled in my mind. Um, <laughs> Title <laughs> <haven't>, TBD. <laughs> TBD. I have an idea, but it's going to be along the same theme. Um, say, no, it has to start with that, though. It does. And it has to have like a, a weight or a distance and then something to do with like consciousness. I don't know. Um, something catchy. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Point. Work in progress. Just keep working. Work in progress. progress. TBD. That's right. TBD. <laughs> That's why all the contracts, it says working title, right? <laughs> we don't know. It might change. Working it, title. It, it'll be something. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Excellent. So, Laurel, where can fans find you and your work? Uh, you can find me, and I, let's, I have my link tree, and hopefully I got that up. It's got all of my short stories um, and my blog, that suspect, uh, The Suspected Bibliophile because I'm a reader, but you can't prove it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, all of my works and pre-orders and whatnot is all up there. That's awesome. Thank you very much. I have never seen that before. The link tree? Oh, it's like a yeah. thing the kids are doing these days. And I'm like, hit but the times. I don't know. I did get a TikTok, right? Because oh, that's what the kids are. I got a TikTok. And then all I did was waste an hour strolling through TikTok. So I'm not sure this is really a good idea. I tried doing an Instagram reel and I don't know what I did. So I, I got nothing. TikTok's beyond me. I'm like, I don't know. It's so hard. I'm going to try. We'll <laughs> I just need to not scroll. <laughs> don't scroll. Wait. I was like, wait, there's recipes on here? Oh, dang it. What time is it? No, I got stuff to do. <laughs> when you get so. to the cat Twitter or <laughs> cat TikTok. No. Shh. <laughs> There are no animals on TikTok. Shush. Okay, I got it. No animals on TikTok. Okay. Nope, don't I'm going to convince myself. That's right. <laughs> that thing my daughter keeps showing me, totally not TikTok animal stuff. Um, awesome. All right. Well, thank you very much, Laurel. I can't right. wait to read more from you. And we'll see you soon. Me. Thank you. Yay. We're moving on. Next author. It's almost sad to say goodbye, but since I adore Jam Jordan, it's nice to see her. Hey, Miss Joanna, what you up to? Hey. Hey. Hanging out with you. Well, excellent. But shouldn't you be writing book two? Uh, that, what do you think I've been doing while I've been listening to this thing? <laughs> Only the, the stinking chat's been so distracting. We're like oh. in there talking about cake. Well, duh. Yeah, speaking of cake, I have a cake on order for someone I know. I know, Saturday, right? That's right, Saturday. Cake uh, on its way. So that'll be fun. So, Miss Miss Jam Jordan, Joanna, your story in this is called Plants and Prophecies. It is a newly newly returned from her mortal journey. One soul can't quite decide where it is she belongs. So, this awesome Plants and Prophecies, what world is this story from? It is in the Terran cosmos, uh, which we are fond of, I do believe. <laughs> we are. I like it. 
Yeah, and just I, a little bit. We we like to spread the cosmos to those who are willing to receive it. <laughs> well, it's nice because when you like it, when you like a world, it's nice to get little bits of it in other places. Because yes. there's always, especially with what we write, we write speculative fiction. So there's huge things involved. So it's nice yes. to get little tidbits that, you know, that your editor might have said, no, that's backstory. Take it out. <clears throat> you know? Yeah. She might have said that once or twice. Happens sometimes. Not this one though. Yeah, this story yeah, you wrote yeah. and it's awesome. Yes. Yes. yes this cool. one's good. I was almost as excited about this coming out as the novel because, you know, it just drops some hints, you know, and I'm it's like it it frames. I was telling some people at work today that it kind of it kind of frames where we're going a little bit, but there's lots of speculation that's gonna be in there too. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, there's definitely some hints. And just like earlier when we talked about Greg's, where if you haven't read, you know, Daughter of a King, that's the first book in the Tehran series. If you haven't read Daughter of a King yet, it's okay. You can totally follow this story. You'll understand what's happening and you'll have the intrigue. And quite frankly, the the twins in this book are in this or in your novel, but all the other characters aren't actually in there. So it's it's right. somebody else's story. So it's really fun to get that. But if you have read Daughter of a King, then you have all this extra insight, you know, this extra, you're like, oh, yeah, so it's really nice. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. Good. So it's how good. do you choose, like, so if you already have an existing world and you want to write a story in it for an anthology, which is clever, by the way, because people can discover your world. So all you writers out there do that. It's clever. So what, how did you choose what to focus on for this story? Well, honestly, for this one, I was wrapping Daughter of a King and needed to close it out. And we were rewriting some of those last chapters. And it just when it all fell together, I was like, I knew this anthology option was coming up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to spin right into that and and be able to frame the world. You know, it was, it's just part of the writing. For me, it was just part of the writing process. But I will tell you, in writing the sequel, uh, there's a character that I think that's that's coming along who is who who has backstory from the first one. So I, I think and 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 with that, there there's another whole short that can be written. Like there's several shorts that can be written from from just the characters that we've got already. So I'm just oh, yeah. I don't know. I was ruminating on it when I was driving home before this. And I was like, Ooh, there's so much more I could do, mm -hmm. like, but focus, focus on the sequel right now. Focus. <laughs> Yay for Nano. It's making you do it, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It is making me do it. Lose my mind. Oh yes. That's right. I can't wait to read it. I'm excited. I mean, I'm invested in this world, both emotionally and financially. So I am very right. excited about it. Mm -hmm. We That'll have multiple pulls. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. why don't you, we, we mentioned that we have a cake for you Saturday. Why do we have a cake for you on Saturday? Well, I'm finally getting to do a live signing, right? Hallelujah. We're putting, mm -hmm. we're putting the, the last little bit of time behind us. Everyone's vaccinated, at least I hope, and uh, all that good stuff or not. You know, that's up to you. But we're going to be at DNA Comics uh, in Humble, Texas this weekend from 1 to 4. They've got a nice setup. If you're doing nano, bring your laptop and hang out with us, eat some cake. Um, I'll probably do one reading. I'll have some books there if you want them. We're just going to have a good time. I'm so excited. Finally get to be around people. My yes. <laughs> Sounds great. So you can come out and eat cake and even write. But of course, you're going to want to yeah. book. 
you're going to want. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, of course. But they are selling like hotcakes lately. So, you know, yes. I've, I've had to put some like in the closet. Like these are for Saturday. <laughs> I need some for Saturday. Quit buying my book. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I was telling my uh, a friend of mine, it's a little scary when I'm like counting in my head how many I have left in my inventory, and I'm like, hmm, should I sell this book or not? Well, I guess I'm going to. What you know, it's just <laughs> round and round we go. It's funny. Yeah, it's fun. I know it sounds like a joke, but there is a literal paper shortage, people. Literal paper shortage. So we're, we're trying to decide, okay, how many books do I need for this event? Because I still need more for this event. So if I can't get them on time, yeah, it's a lot of yep. fun. So order the ebook. You can read it right now. But if you want the book for Christmas, which is awesome. I mean, that's even perfect for the children. So you want it for Christmas, order it now. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. So make sure to order that now. So okay. anthology, multiple authors, and Christmas advice tonight. Win-win. I think right. you're good. We're getting you covered. <laughs> We're having you covered. We're here for you. Absolutely. That's right. <laughs> so what else do you have planned writing-wise? Writing-wise. Well, I'm really just um, eyeball deep in the Tehran cosmos right now. And there's just so many opportunities with that. You know, I mean, I do have multiple novels planned out to get through the series there's opportunities for spin-offs which i was thinking about that that one with uh francine and sylvania that we were talking about yes, but yes i want more with the audio book coming <laughs> which i'm pretty excited about like the voice actors is just slick like <laughs> i'm like to get to a whole new level so there's that I mean I just every time I get an email and a little sound bite I'm like oh it's just the best thing ever you're like uh, okay everyone read in class I have something to do <laughs> yeah right. Well, but, only, right you know I mean you know that doesn't happen at all never has it happened I'm engaged at my day job I'm engaged <laughs> promise 100% well, you do teach history. Have you pulled from any of that for your novels? Oh, absolutely. World building. Um, I, I think you have to have a general idea of how a civilization needs to be built and the different components. And so I, I find myself very grateful for my background in history. Um, I wouldn't say that I mirror any events kind of like uh, George R. R. Martin did with uh you know, Game of Thrones, some of that's mirrored from European history. It's surprising um, how much of it is I, stolen. Well, you know, I mean, that's okay. I mean, whatever. I mean, well, I'm not saying it's not legal. It was just surprising. Yeah. 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 Um, which, I mean, I appreciate part of the fun for me in reading it and watching it was like let, trying to figure out which elements of European history he was borrowing from. You know, it was like, it was like, you know, the, it was fun. But, uh, I don't know. I think um, I, I'm kind of drawn from from different elements of history, different religions, um, just my own uh, experiences and just kind of stuck it all together and tried to create something original. You know, I mean, that's the task at hand, right? Something original and yet entertaining. So there we are. We'll see if it works. It's working so far. I kind of like it. It is. So. It's awesome. Yeah. So. Can't wait till readers get a hold of more. I'm so excited. But meanwhile, so when people are ready to read more of your amazing words, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on my website at jmjordan.net. 
Uh, they can also find me on Facebook. I have a page there. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not on that beast of a thing you mentioned a moment ago. I'm it's telling you. I'm not dangerous. doing it. I don't blame I you. No, during coronation, I got on TikTok, and that was just the time suck of all time sucks. So that's a no thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. All right, awesome, Miss Joanna. We shall see you Saturday. All right, see you Saturday. Bye. All right, we are on to our final guest. Hello, Mr. Christopher Collins. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks. Thanks Yay. for having me. I think it's funny. You were like the second one on the call at all tonight, but you're the last one up. Now that is staying power, dude. Hey, you know, I had to listen to everybody else there. So, so great. All the stories and the backstory about the, what they've written. It's been awesome. I'm impressed. It's fun, right? It really is. It is. It is. And you also are a member of the Legion of Dorks community. I am. Yeah. Yes. I uh, found you guys maybe a year and a half ago, I guess. And uh, it's been great. Everybody is so welcoming. It's, uh, it's, it's a great community. It is. It's a pretty creative bunch, I have to say. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. pretty awesome. So, Mr. Christopher Collins, your story is called Call Mountain Blood, and it's about a false shaman who flees his village and seeks refuge on an altar that proves to not be as unused as he first imagined. So. Yeah, yeah. So, He's, shamans. Uh, yeah, he, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't quite know where the story came from it uh i was writing a different story for for misspelled and mm -hmm. had a really hard time getting it off the ground and uh um ended up borrowing the altar part for this story but the rest the rest of it got scrapped because i couldn't get it going mm. and uh, this one just uh, i i really wanted to, to uh contribute to the the anthology and uh, couldn't figure out what to write and uh, ended up taking a notebook and a pen and sat out on the beach and uh I wrote a story about, or I wrote a poem about a uh, sand crab, and then this just kind of flowed out after that. So uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You never yeah. know where the creative yeah. flows are going to take you, man. Yeah, really. It. Uh, I was not expecting to write anything, anything like this story, and it just, it just appeared. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm surprised. Like you have a a um, a big bear come to visit. I'm surprised it wasn't a big crab. Yeah, I, you know that that would have made sense probably, but uh, I was feeling no, no, even kinda... that would have made no sense. But <laughs> <laughs> that too, yeah. You would have got more I was, notes. <laughs> I was feeling the mass of the bear. I wanted him to be big and and just like totally imposing. So love yeah. it. Well, I love here because you have a shaman who's doing what he's supposed to do. We're doing the way he was trained. You know, mm -hmm. believing in his god. It's not he. He's not an atheist. He believes in his god, and so yeah. he's. Everything, but he's not getting the messages. He's just like, I don't understand what this means. Yeah, so, really. <laughs> what, what was the inspiration for that? Um, you know, at the time, I, I don't, I didn't, uh, didn't have a clear direction for why that was happening. But in retrospect, I feel like uh, that's uh, it's a little imposter syndrome in the fantasy genre. Um, mm -hmm. That's a big thing in, in tech right now, and I'm in tech for you know my day job. Um, so I, I think that's that's probably where that popped out of. It's just kind of having felt that way in the past myself and then uh, people are talking about it a lot right now. So I think mm -hmm. that's where that came from. Well, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah. very clever. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's been, uh, it, it was, it was interesting to see where that, where that went um, kind of without my own input. Just, yeah. It just flowed out. The shaman yeah. told you his story. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. 
I like it. So you also stream, do you not? I do. I haven't done a ton of it uh, most recently just because of some, you know, scheduling conflicts. I'm working a little bit later in the afternoons than I used to, but mm -hmm. uh, I like to stream. Uh, I do some live streaming of coding for my day job. Um, and then uh, also stream uh, Door Fortress, which is kind of my uh, um, side hobby. I love playing that game. It's the only video game I've played for basically a decade without getting tired of it. So it's the way to go. That's fun. It's always fun to stream. And I mean, Twitch, that's what's on mostly Twitch, right? It's all the game, all the games. And then there's lots yeah. of talk shows, which is how we met two dorks, right? It's how we got Steven and Ash. Um, I'm assuming, uh -huh. is that where you met them too, streaming? Well, so I knew Steven from uh, working at a job previously. Um, oh, gotcha. And then knew him from working at my current job uh, when mm -hmm. I found about found out about Legion of Dorks. So that was my entry in. Um, that's so. fantastic. Yeah. Yep. Nope. Let's see. Uh, Dwarf Fortress is the only game nerdier than EVE Online. <laughs> that, you know, that might be true. There's less math, but uh, it's it's probably just as esoteric. Um, but the story, you know, the stories that come out of it, I, I hear Dwarf Fortress and EVE Online are probably on par. Just amazing stories that you wouldn't expect from something like that. You know? Well, I don't know. EVE Online is spreadsheets in space, right? So Dwarf Fortress <laughs> have a lot of spreadsheets involved? Is that... Uh, no spreadsheets, just, uh, you know, weird characters. Like your dwarf is just a, you know, smiley face. And that's the entirety of that part of the, the, the way that it's displayed on the screen. So <laughs> goblins are, are green G's and gooses are, you know, white G's. And that's how you tell them apart. Mm, <laughs> I see. It's very clear. I hope you're not yeah. colorblind. Right. You don't want to mix them up, you know. No. <laughs> the gooses are way more dangerous than the goblins. <laughs> So it's a realistic game because, you know, those geese yeah. are mean. There you go. Yeah. Geese. Geese. Yeah. I, I would assume, though, that, that the geese taste better than the goblins. I would assume the dwarves seem to like it. Yeah. Yeah. See? So I, I, I could understand that. Yeah. I also have to say that you are the um, tallest dwarf I've ever met. Yeah, that's true. I am a uh, relatively large person. Um, mm -hmm. I'm about 6'9". And, mm -hmm. you know. I just, I have the heart of a dwarf, honestly. Like, I've got the beard. I like to drink the beer. You know, if I had a hammer, I'd probably use it. You would use it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Friend with dogs. Is that a dwarf thing? It totally should be. It, You know, it should be. It really should. Mm -hmm. It should. See, so the next story you write about dwarves, which I think is hilarious that I get a story from you and it wasn't dwarves. <laughs> so the story I had to abandon was about dwarves and I just couldn't get it down. <laughs> It wouldn't. It wouldn't come out. So it wasn't. You, it just wasn't inspiring. Yeah, it yeah. didn't work. It didn't work. I guess if you're around them all the time while you're playing games, you had to, you know, explore something else. Right. Yeah. You know, you think there'd be plenty of uh, stories to draw from that way, but uh, <laughs> just wasn't working. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad though. I, I like kind of like this character. the The name of the character was um, stolen from my WoW uh, goblin, um, but otherwise is uh, totally made up on the spot. So. That's awesome. Well, I love it. Do you plan on writing more in this world? Um, I do. I, you know, I think I'd like to go back to the dwarf story, and it's part of this the same setting. That's where I stole the the uh, altar from. Um, and I'd like to. I've got another story for abandoned that I think would fit really well with uh, with Gracky the Goblin. I think he's uh, now that he's, you know, gone through what he's gone through in this story. I think he's going to continue to to do some exploring and figuring out uh, what the world's like outside of 
his early experience. So. Yeah, it should be yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm trying not to give away the ending. I'm like, now that he has, so I can't do that. See, that's what yeah, I was, I was in mid sentence and I was like, wait, right, you're like, oh, people haven't I read it yet. <laughs> yeah. Can't, I always, can't spoil I a short story. You know, there's, there's not anything left after that. <laughs> right. Well, there's the journey. I mean, the journey's still fun. True. True. But you know, these short stories, those endings are extremely important. Yeah. Especially ending them. Sometimes that's kind of hard, but yeah. Yeah, but your ending came naturally. It was very satisfying. Thank you. I appreciate that. Very nice. It was a lot of fun to write. And I'm, I really, I uh, really enjoyed writing uh, fiction, really. Um, I do write a bunch of like technical articles and stuff. That's something I do for a career um, related to my tech job. But uh, this is the first kind of real, I want to say long, longer form fantasy, even mm -hmm. though it's a short story. It was longer for me. <laughs> so I, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to trying some more. Well, I like it because you'll see a lot of people who write, you know, documentation or write, you know, like I wrote a lot of grants before I switched to fantasy, right? So as you're writing all of these things, you, you there's a transition to fiction and yours seemed to be really smooth. Like I didn't, I didn't have to cut out like, you know, the word um, ubiquitous didn't show up once, um, you know, like th <laughs> things that you see all the time in like science writing or technical, none of that showed up in your work. So I have to say, I think you're kind of a natural. Well, thank you very much. I, I do appreciate all the editing you put into it as well. It, I feel like it went from a um, an interesting amateur story to like a real story after you got all of it. So I appreciate that. It's good. It's good. It was good before I got it. Um, are you going to write a story for Abandoned? You have to now, you know. Yeah, I think I think so. There's, I think it's going to be the same goblin. I think he's got some exploring yes. that I want to write about. So Gracky will you find be all kinds like of a, abandoned places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, then again, he's abandoning his homeland, too. I mean, man, you, know, you could go anywhere. This sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's, uh, that was kind of the nice part about stealing the, uh, the world building I did for the dwarf stories. It's like now I've got this world that is totally created, and uh, I didn't have any plans for it. I could do anything I wanted with it. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, that's really fun. Of course, when I'm sitting on the beach in Hawaii, I won't be writing just for the record. <laughs> well, you know, we do it so often that I needed something to fill the time. Yeah. Something else. It's just, it's become <laughs> trite now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like at least twice a week. So, you know. Oh, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, let's go to the beach again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a rough life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Chris, it was wonderful talking to you in person. Thank you so much for sending us this story. Um, and everyone on the chat, trust me, get misspelled. It's the best one we've had yet. These stories are incredible. So... Do we have a do we have an ending? Do we have an ending? Is there an ending? I can't hear you. The ending is more technical issues. Yay! No, it's not. We don't have more technical issues. We have no technical issues. There are never technical issues on a cursed dragon ship stream ever. Ever. No. Well, you should play the closing music so we can talk to the chat for a minute. All right. Well, let's do that then. <laughs>